Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Hi, this is Justin Roberts, and you are listening to Three Count Thursday. Hope you enjoy it. You're here. What? I'm here. We're here. Let's best there is the best there was or the best there ever will be what it is is what it is to be the man you gotta beat the man you're fired What's up, Three Count Thursday fans? This is Bill Neville from the New Age Insiders. Now here's Jim, Ryan, Matt, and intern Mark, your hosts of Three Count Thursday. And that's the bottom line. Good evening once again, wrestling fans, and welcome to Three Count Thursday. That's right, Three Count Thursday coming live to you every Thursday night here on NGSEsports.com. You can also podcast us on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and all podcast apps. Just search for Three Count Thursday. Folks, it's always the number three, never the word three. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight, but first of all, things are going to sound a little bit different. Big Jim has the night off. He's given him the night off. He's got a lot of stuff going on. I honestly think he just kind of lied to us. He probably just sounds like a fantasy football draft or something like that. But he's off tonight. You've got Ryan. You've got Matt with us tonight. It's going to be a great show. We have Mr. Grimm. He's joining us uh, tonight. And you know what? For Big Jim's punishment, maybe we'll stick his ass in a body bag. I don't know. We'll have to figure something out when we talk to him. But uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash 3count30. Twitter, Twitter and Instagram, it's at 3count30. You can follow us on our Snapchat, see what we're up to there. It's the letter I and then 3count Thursday. Check us out on YouTube as well. Again, search 3count Thursday. Folks, Kind of repeating here, Three Count Thursday, we make it really, really simple for you. Again, tonight we're joined by Mr. Grimm himself. Next week, we're working on a guest. We're still not to have everything locked down, but we're working. I don't feel comfortable announcing it yet, but uh, as soon as we lock that guest in, we will let you know what's happening next week. That'll be the first Thursday in September. That's the 7th. On the 14th, we're joined by Killian McMurphy, and we're going to be talking about legacy wrestling with him. Uh, and then Fantasma X, she's also scheduled here uh, the 21st of September. That's our guest we have booked so far through September. Uh, make sure you check out our Facebook or our, our website, 3 com, for more upcoming guests. And you can also archive. Check out our archive of all of our past episodes there. Pick, a, pick somebody you want to listen to. Check that out as well. Again, we are joined by Matt. Matt, how's it going tonight? 
Going good, man. Ready to ready to talk some wrestling. Talk some uh talk about some local independent wrestling that we love and we have a great guest to do that with. We really do very excited. We're probably not gonna touch on the WWE very much. I know uh Jim's super upset with that. Jim's kind of the WWE guy. Now I watch it every week, I'm not gonna lie, but uh we usually talk about that when it's Jim and I in a setting. Today we're going to do a little bit different. It might be a little bit shorter than the normal two hours, which is fine. Uh, I know we're going to be touching on um, the big boxing, Mayweather, McGregor. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Sexy Star, she's been in the news a lot. Um, some impact wrestling news, things like that. Um, and we're going to we're going to get through this interview. Let's uh, let's bring him in right now, Matt. Let's do it. We have our guest on the phone tonight, Mr. Grimm. How's it going tonight? What's up, man? How are you? Very, very good. Matt, you want to get us started? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks again for joining us. First question we always like to do is just lead off with some background information. So, you know, when did you get into wrestling? You know, did you like it as a kid? Did you get into it later on in life? And then, you know, who were some wrestlers who in Influence you growing up, and who are some that influence you now? Well, I've always been a wrestling fan, um, even when I was little, and um, kind of idolized Hulk Hogan. Um, I don't know, I don't know what it was about Hulk Hogan, but you know, I just loved Hulk Hogan as a little kid. I had like the Hulk Hogan um, beat up buddies, the pajamas, the cereal, you know, everything was Hulk Hogan. I even tried to rip my shirt once, and I failed at it. But, you know, um, I just loved Hulk Hogan. I don't know what it was about him. But, um, you know, going talking about people that influence me now, um, I would definitely say my trainer. Um, he's a guy that goes by the name of Matt Wilde. Um, Shane Strickland, definitely. I get a lot of help from, um, you know, a lot of help and info from Shane Strickland. Um, Nui Tafiga. Not sure if y'all know who that is or not, but um, just you know, off the top of my head, those are like definitely some of the people who um, you know, I really look up to right now. Awesome. Now let's uh, let's talk about uh, your decision to to become a wrestler. Uh, and like like any good wrestler, uh, you go through a training program. How did you choose your training program? And what would you say has been the most difficult part, um, maybe, of the training process? All right. So going back to, you know, um, the people that you said has influenced me, the guy, Nui Tafiga, I hit him up, um, you know, back when I was doing backyard stuff. And I asked him, you know, about different schools that were in the area. And he told me about MCW um, he told me about a place called EWA. And the funny thing, MCW, back when Gilbert was running it, you know, I start like, I did a little bit of training there, but, um, you know, that didn't last too long. So then I went to EWA, and that's where I, you know, continued my training, and that's where I met um, Matt Wild. And that's, <clears throat> that's actually the guy who... Um, you know, literally training, you know, from day one to now. Now, was there any process of, of the training, um, like actual in-ring training, that, that just came really naturally to you? 
Um, weirdly to say, um, you know, a lot of the flippy stuff that I do, that came very natural. Um, a lot of it, I landed it the first try and have been doing it ever since. I would say probably the hardest thing for me wasn't really anything in ring. It was, you know, just learning how, you know, to know my place, you know, so to okay. speak, and not be argumentative and not, you know, like because I'm a very open, well, not really open-minded, but, you know, I, I say what's on my mind, and I really don't give a damn about, you know, how people feel about it. And okay. I learned that in this business, you know, you can't really have that mindset because, you know, I was taught keep your eyes and ears open, keep your mouth closed. You know, okay. my mouth is literally almost got me blackballed, so to speak, in the beginning of my career. We, we've uh, we've heard that a lot, the uh, the eyes and ears open and, and the mouth shut. Uh, we've heard that with, with numerous guests, and, and we've had some other trainers on that have done some training, and they said that's one of the biggest things that uh, that they teach people early on. So uh, it's nice to kind of hear that repetition. Uh, and, and sometimes some of the physical stuff uh, just comes very easily, you know, to, to natural athletes, things like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of the first things, you know, that you learn or that you're supposed to learn. So then would you say for you it was a, a tough transition? You said you, you were doing some backyard wrestling stuff. Was it then – you know, that's that's a very different atmosphere than from going to, like, a training school. Was was any of that tough for you to kind of shake of, you know, doing something in backyard wrestling that you're used to? And, you know, it doesn't necessarily translate to the training program. Not really because um, it's weird. I only did maybe two backyard shows and then okay. the um, – the company that I was with, they ended up buying into EWA. So, I mean, it's weird because, like, you know, like I told you, the guy, Nui Tafigi, he told me about this place, you know, and I um, intended to train there. But the company that I was with, you know, the backyard company, they ended up, you know, pretty much merging with that company. And it was just kind of like, you know, from there we just started training. And honestly, the funny thing about it, it was only one, I was the only person, you know, out of the backyard company who actually, you know, went through with training. Everybody else, I guess, wanted to stay on the backyard team. <laughs> right. So then a lot of uh, questions that we ask guests is um, about their the creation of their characters. So how did the creation of Mr. Grimm come to be? Like, how different is Mr. Grimm in the ring from how you are outside of the ring? Well, <clears throat> all right, so the whole Grim name, it was a nickname that was given to me, you know, when I was younger by, um, you know, a best friend that I had. And, you know, he got killed. So one thing that I wanted to do was, you know, just kind of have it as a memory of him, you know, mm -hmm. everywhere that I go, you know, to keep his memory alive, so to speak, you know, because he used to call me Grim, and now it's like everybody else, they're calling me Grim. So when I hear people say Grim, it's like I don't really see them calling me that or hear them calling me that. It's like I hear him calling me that, 
you know, so it just, you know, it keeps me motivated because I lost my best friend, you know, when I was young. Like, he, he was taken away far too soon. But it's like now, you know, he's always with me. But um, going back to, you know, that's how where the name came from. But going to the character, um, it's funny because I was in a tag team with a guy named Sidney Porter, and we were called the, I forgot what we were called, something Hitman. And, you know, I did my research because I was doing a football gimmick at first, which was probably the worst decision I could have ever came up with. But um, I I knew that that football gimmick was temporary, and I was always looking for something to replace it with. But, you know, when you kind of get caught in the moment, it's like people are there booking me as this football player, and it's like, damn, you know, I got to keep on worrying about this. I don't want to change it yet because I'm getting a little bit of, you know, I'm getting bookings. But honestly, I probably would say it hurt me more than it helped me, that gimmick, because it was oversaturated with um, football gimmicks. You had Mr. Touchdown, you had D-Line, then you had other people doing football gimmicks. So my whole thing of, you know, trying to be a hitman was trying to stand out and do things that other people weren't doing. Now, I did my research, and I looked up, you know, tried to find people that were doing hitman gimmicks on the um, indie scene. You know, I found Bounty Hunters. You know, you have the Hit Squad with um, Danny Moss and his partner. But I didn't really catch anybody. Well, hold on. We had Mercenaries. But I didn't see anybody calling themselves a hitman. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, you know what? Why not have a hitman gimmick? Now... The whole transition with that, um, I'm not sure if you know her, but um, it's a um, worker that goes by the name of Nala Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, she actually helped me with this gimmick from day one. Like, she kind of took me under her wing. And it's funny how everything happened because I randomly hit her up on Facebook one day, and she thought that I was, like, one of those creeps trying to, like, send her dick pics or something like that. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> So, you know, she started not to even answer me. But me, you know, I was just a young, hungry, you know, worker who just wanted to get his name out there. You know, I didn't really have a sense of guidance. And I just hit her up one day, and I was just like, hey, you know, what's up? How are you? I introduced myself. And she invited me to go on a road trip with her. You know, and ever since that day, like, we've been – you know, best friends and traveling together and everything. And she's been, like, one of the, you know, biggest, like, not, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I had a brain, brain freeze. But, you know, one of the, like, the people in this business who's helped me out the most when it comes to my gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, from day one creating it to even now, you know, she was actually the person who came up with the whole body bag thing. You know, I'm pretty sure y'all were going to get to that, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, one day she hits me up, and she said, hey, Amazon has body bags for sale for $20. And she was like, you know, take that information and do what you want with it. I immediately went on Amazon and bought a body bag. Probably the best $20 you ever spent, right? 
<laughs> it was, but that body bag was it was horrible. Like, I mean, it 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 lasted for a little bit, but then it ripped in the middle of one match. Like as I was body bagging somebody, yeah, it wasn't too pretty. <laughs> you uh, you, you said something about that, that that I caught that I've seen you do now on social medias as well. That uh, that Nyla Rose invited you on a road trip with her. Um, and, and I've seen you post things like that, like, you know, hey, open seats, something like that. How important is that for independent wrestlers to, to network properly and, and take advantage of these opportunities, in your opinion? It's very important, like, especially if you want to be seen by, you know, different people, different regions. Like, I'm always traveling, like, different places, like, as you all see. Like, last weekend I had a show in Connecticut, Baltimore, and then in Tennessee. And, you know, I invited people. Nobody took the offer. Now, come to find out, you know, the guy in Tennessee had a spot. You know, so that was a spot that somebody could have had that they didn't have. But just to go to show you how important that traveling was, or traveling is, so is that show that I went to, they had, I, I believe it was Dave Chris, he was there. Um, okay. The company that I was with, they're called Banded Wrestling. And right now they're working with CZW. They're working with Hollywood, um, the wrestling in Hollywood, and that's in California. They're working with Glory Pro. That's um, Michael Elgin's, um, that's his company. They're working with Rockstar. Yeah, and it's like all these companies that they're working with, and if somebody would have took that opportunity and, you know, did good, oh, not to mention Tony Gibbons from NWA Smoky Mountains, he was there as well. Right, like, wow. Like, going back to that, like, if they would have took that opportunity and did well, they could have had more eyes on them and had, you know, another booking opportunity. Like, after my match on Sunday, Tony Gibbons from NWA Smoky Mountain came up to me and said, you know, he likes my work and he wants to bring me down. So, I mean, that alone, you know, shows that if you make the attempt to travel, like even if you're just coming down for a networking opportunity, you never know what will happen. A lot of my bookings came from just showing up. Right. Like, I would just go, like, I would go with Nyla, and, you know, she would be like, hey, it's no guarantee that you're going to get on, but, you know, network. And I, I always had the mindset that just go down and network. That was my mindset. And if I got on, it was just an added bonus. Like so many times that I've taken a road trip, I've either gotten on that that show or I was booked for the next show. Right. So that right there shows how important it is just to hop in the car and travel. Right. I, know, I remember I know earlier this year Bob Evans, Brutal Bob Evans, did a big thing about that, about the ride program and everything like that. Um, real quick, just hit us. When we're going to give you a chance at the end of the show as well. But hit us with, like, your social medias, things like that. If anybody's listening um, that, that, you know, might want to take you up on that offer, where can they find out that information from you? Well, the best way that they can do it is either go on Google and type in the Hitman for Hire Mr. Grum. That's probably the okay. best way to do it. If you go on Google search, type in the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm. One M. And one all M of my Mr. Stuff will, yes, one M. And all of my stuff will pop up. The very first thing you'll see is my Facebook page. Um, and that's 
you know, my like page. That's the very first thing that will pop up. You know, my YouTube page is on there. My Pro Wrestling Tees store is on there. My um, Twitter is on there. You know, that's the best thing that you can do right there if you want to find out anything about me. Awesome. All right, now, speaking of traveling, um, you know, we know you've wrestled for a lot of independent wrestling promotions on the East Coast, you know, Nova Pro, Legacy, Limitless, um, and there is no shortage of indie wrestling companies on the East Coast. How would you say having just so many to choose from has helped you in terms of not only just getting your career started but letting it grow as well? I mean, it's helped me a lot because – you know, not to talk bad on any company, but with it being oversaturated with, um, you know, companies to work for, it shows you what to expect from a what to expect from a company. Like I've wrestled for not so good companies, and I've wrestled for you know great companies. Mm-hmm. So you know the not so good companies working there, it showed me how you know I should and should not conduct myself. Because, you know, of course, there you have people that, you know, that, you know, just do this for fun. They're just doing it to say, hey, I'm a wrestler. Right. You know, and then you go to companies like Legacy, Limitless, and, you know, you have people who do this for a living. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it makes it a big difference to have, you know, people who – are known on the wrestling scene that I can talk to and pick their brain opposed to, you know, guys who just bought a ring and decided to make a company and, you know, just want to bullshit around and train each other and call themselves wrestlers. Right. Now, uh, you, uh, we brought up legacy wrestling. Uh, that's really when we were first introduced to you. Uh, as Three Count Thursday to Mr. Grimm. Uh, and, and we've seen you become a staple, really, of that company. Uh, you've had a phenomenal match uh, against A.R. Fox that was at their show there in East Petersburg, uh, I believe, two shows uh, two shows ago. Um, and, and now you get to have that rematch against A.R. Fox again this September. That is going to be September the 16th. Uh, what's on your mind kind of heading into that match against uh, A.R. Fox? Honestly, just kill it. Like, that's really all I can think about it. You know, the first match that I had with A.R. Fox, um, what a lot of people don't know is he was um, a little banged up. Oh, wow. And okay. I don't think that we we actually did everything that we could have done. Okay. Like, he, he was literally like – like while we were um when I um when I saw him when he got there, he was like, Look, man, I'm a little fucked up right now, I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> so you know, and it, I'm pretty sure it didn't show. So I'm like, that match was had great. A match, what'd you say? I said no, that match was great. Uh it started the show, it kicked the show off, it was real hot, um, and really got the crowd engaged. So it was a great way to start the show. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I'm glad that they decided to, um, you know, make us the open because I do think that, you know, we set the tone for everybody else on that show. But going back yeah. to, you know, him being banged up, if we can have a great match with him being banged up, just imagine what will happen when, you know, he's at full strength. 
Sure. So I'm really looking now, uh, forward to it. Um, you know, like, I idolize him, you know, watch his stuff and everything, but, you know, in that casket match, like, I'm there to win, honestly. Sure. Does, does it, do you think, do you feel like it plays into your strengths, it being a casket match, uh, kind of more along your cup of tea than maybe AR Fox's? Um, I would say the only difference or the only, um, you know, benefit that I have from that is the fact that I'm used to putting people inside of my body bag. But other than that, this is the first time match for me. Like, I've never been in a casket match before. So, I mean, (laughs) this is new territory for me. I'm not sure if it's new for him, but it's definitely new for me. I'd love to see some people, some wrestling folks as uh you know, Amazon accounts, like you said, you picked up body bags from Amazon. Somebody had to buy a coffin or a casket somewhere. It's just the crazy world of pro wrestling and, and some of the some of the props that, that people end up buying. It's just, uh, it just, it makes for a wild Amazon receipt, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does. But um, I would recommend if, um, you know, don't buy body bags from Amazon. Okay, not worth <laughs> not worth the money. No, I mean, it was $20, and, you know, they say you get what you pay for. But sure. um, the body bag that I have right now, I um, actually bought one from a store who specializes in, you know, body bags, selling body bags. Okay. And, honestly, I only paid about maybe $35 for it, and this is, like, oh, the quality of it is better. It's OSHA-approved. Like these are the re- this is the real body bag that they put dead people in. Right, that's so, the real deal. Yeah, it's the real deal. So we're not and we're not Halloween propping this. Oh no, this is not a Halloween prop no more. <laughs> from this point on, I think you know this is the route that I'm definitely gonna go because awesome. it looks it looks legit now. The first one that I had kind of looked like you know a Teflon trash bag. That's what it looked like at first, and um. It's a funny story behind that. Um, I think it was Zach Rain, I think, um, one of the guys from the Heroes for Hire. Uh-huh. He was the first person that I put in, and he literally almost, like, died while I was carrying him out because it wasn't in the air holes. <laughs> like, I, I'm carrying him away, and he's literally, he's, so he's like, look, hey, I can't breathe. I'm like, all right, hold on. I'm trying to get out the arena. He's like, no, I fucking can't breathe. I really can't. Like, I'm about to die in here. Like, and he's, like, kicking me as I'm walking. Like, I'm trying to hurry up and get him out, like, to try to hold kayfabe. And he's in the body bag dying while I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> stay in character. Legit dying. We'll have to talk to him about that. He's going to be at the next Legacy Show. That'll be a good story. Ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> All right, so let's be a little presumptuous. We're going to say not if, but when you win on – September 16th against AR Fox in this number one contender match. Next goal obviously would have to be taking a shot at the belt, right? I mean, you have the single success. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty at Legacy right now with Passad, um, and Hollywood's finest kind of crumbling. So, you know, is that kind of not to look too far into the future, but is that is your eye kind of on the uncertainty up at the top there and, you know, knowing that you have this chance to uh, to attack when everyone's kind of down? 
Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't, like, now that you put it like that, I kind of, you know, it makes me not really want to win it this, like, when everything is crumbling down because I would prefer it to be, like, you know, a, I, would, I would prefer everything to be intact instead of crumbling down okay. because it just kind of seems like I'm just sneaking my way in there, even though I don't give a damn. But it's just right. the fact that, you know, I would rather, you know, catch people at their best instead of at their worst. But going back to your question, um, you know, after I beat AR Fox, you know, that is my goal. And the re like, honestly, if I can go for the, the title the next show, I will. <clears throat> and it's, it's just, a, like, if you understood where I started from, you know, till like, when it comes to legacy, where I went from until now, you know, it's a it's a success story, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I go from, you know, and this is just breaking kayfabe for a minute, like I go from contacting Adam, you know, sending the matches and, you know, hitting them up, hey, man, you know, if you, you know, if you have any um, dark matches or pre-show matches, you know, I'd love to be on the show. And, you know, him, he was very cool about it, honestly, like about watching my matches and giving me feedback and stuff like that. And it was crazy because he literally told me that, look, I'm going to just be completely honest with you. Like, we typically book people who made a name for themselves on the indie circuit. Mm -hmm. And you have not done that yet. So he was like, you know, just keep doing your thing. Keep sending me matches. I'll keep watching it. And, you know, if anything comes up and we feel that you're ready to be here, then you'll be, like, we'll hit you up. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, I kind of took that one. Like, I, I had to respect that, you know, because out of all the bookers and promoters that I've hit up, he was, I would say, was the realest. Like, everybody else, they'll be like, yeah, man, we're going to bring you in. You'll never hear anything from him. But he kept it real, and, you know, it made me want to do what I had to do to turn their heads. So one day I got that call. He was like, hey, man, are you available this day? And he put me in a dark match against um, Havoc Shade. Don't get me wrong, the match wasn't that good, but he saw what I could do. So I go from, you know, literally hitting him up every month, hey, man, like sending him a matching mile, critiquing this match for me, you know, you have any spots, to being the number, and the number one contender's opportunity spot sure. right now. So that right there, I mean, if anything, that means more to me just being in this spot right now than I would say actually winning the title. Sure. Because I I literally fought my way to where I am right now. Like how many people, think about it, it's only one title that Legacy Wrestling has. And right now I'm, you know, in contention for it. Absolutely. Well, for men, I would say, like singles. My bad. They have the, the tag team and the women's, but it's only one single title that they have. Right, yeah. And out of every single person that they bring on, you know, the Tony Deppin, Brandon Scott, um, the list goes on. You know, it's crazy how many names that they bring in. And just to say that, you know, Mr. Grimm is in a number one contender spot after all the shit that he's been through to get here, 
you know, it's finally his time. Awesome, and, and thank you, uh, thank you so much for sharing that, uh, and, and kind of pulling pulling the curtain back a little bit for for our listeners because. Uh, you know, legacy is definitely something very special, and, and Adam and Mike definitely have a really good thing going over there. Um, and and it's great to see the you, you the success you've had uh, within legacy so far. So again, thank you for sharing that. Anytime, man. Anytime. Like when people do good, I love I love to put it out there. And Adam and Mike, they have been really good to me. They I can honestly say they are the first you know legit company you know, that brings in names every single show to give me that opportunity. And, you know, I, I mean, I thank them for it all the time. Awesome, awesome. Uh, now, you've also had some success in, in other companies. Um, most recently, let's talk about Baltimore Championship Wrestling, uh, where they held their uh, Baltimania event. That was just last weekend when you took, uh, took on Mike Orlando. Uh, when can we expect you to maybe see a title shot in that promotion? Um, it's funny, like, I don't know, I don't really know what's going on with them, like, as okay. far as, you know, who's in the title picture, because, and I've mentioned this to, um, I've mentioned this to, you know, their champion right now, and to, you know, the owners, I'm like, you know, it's funny, the guy who I beat last show, he had a title shot against Elijah Burke this show. I had Mike Orlando this show. And the guy who I defeated, you know, it was a clean defeat. In the middle of the ring last show, beat Elijah Burke this show. You have something there. <laughs> See, like, like, I'm just as confused as you are. Right, no, you have, you have a really good point there, uh, and maybe we'll have to reach out and see if we can find some answers for you on that. So, I mean, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, since I was good enough to beat their champion who just beat Elijah Burke, that means technically if I would have had that match, I, you know, Elijah Burke would have been carried away in the body bag and the BCW heavyweight championship would have been around my waist. Right, I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's algebra, uh, and 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 I think that's right. Yeah, I mean I'm not a teacher or anything, but that sounds like if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C, and you should have been able to beat their champion uh, pretty handily. You're right. But you know I'm not I'm I'm not really gonna pay attention to that because right now I'm undefeated so far. Awesome. And I'm just gonna keep running through everybody that they put in front of me. So whenever they feel that they need to put a contract on their champion, whoever's their champion at that time, then you better believe Mr. Grimm will cash in on that. Awesome. Um, now, now on the show you also were able to share a really cool moment uh, that was with you getting a photo op with the winner of the uh, of their How to Be a Leader essay contest, which took place back in March. Um, what does it mean to you to be able to give back not only like to the city but but to the fans and everything like that in that way? I mean, I mean, honestly, um, if anything, that means more than you know the promotion itself. I would say because sure. one thing that I tell people, you know, especially when it comes to 
you know, working the crowd or even being, you know, nice to the fans because heels, you know, they're in this mindset that, oh, I'm a heel, so I need to be a dick, you know, to the fans or whatever. You know, if they want to pitch with me, charge them $5 for a picture. I'm like, no, that's stupid. For one, without these fans, this company that you're working for wouldn't even exist. The fans are the reason that we have a job. So if you want to disrespect and, you know, be cruddy to the fans because you're, quote, unquote, a heel and you want to get heat, then, you know, I don't think that's the right way to do it. And I always bring up the, um, always bring up, you know, WWE. How many of their heels are actually heels outside of um, wrestling? Like, outside of, you know, yeah. Like, you see so many of the heels taking pictures with fans. So you're telling me that the top guys can take pictures with fans, but you need to charge $5, or you need to be like, oh, I'm not going to take a picture with this fan because, you know, I'm a heel. But, you know, going back to about the community, like, it's very important to, you know, help these kids and to show these kids that you can be whatever you want to be, just put your mind to it. And, you know, this is just me, you know, just shooting for a second. Um, I was told when I was in school, you know, I told one of my teachers, hey, you know, I wanted to be a wrestler, I wanted to be a basketball player, and they were saying, oh, you need to have – you know, you need to be logical. Like, how? Like, what's the possibility of you making it to the NBA or, you know, you being a wrestler and you doing this? And, you know, I'm hearing that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, how many of these kids are hearing this, like, from adults? So me, what I try to do, I give back to the community. You know, I do, um, you know, anti-bullying seminars. I, I, I talked to kids, like, you know, I, like that school, um, it was CM, CMIT Elementary. That's where we did the contest at. And, you know, I had a chance to talk to the kids there because I want them to understand that even though life is hard right now, you really don't have a say in anything that you do. And it's always, you you know, we have to listen to our parents or do what they want us to do. Like, don't give up on a dream. If you have a dream, if your dream is being a fucking dinosaur, you know, do whatever you have to do to be that fucking dinosaur. Yeah, that's a cool message Amen. here. And it's uh, it's uh, cool here you kind of, again, pull back the curtain and uh, just for, like, the kids and, and go out there and show them, you know, who you are in the ring and who you are outside of it don't have to be the same exact person and that you can just shoot for whatever. You got to, man. You got to. There's so many people that want to pull you down. You know, at what point do you say, hey, you know, I have so much negativity around me. Who's actually on my side to help me succeed? It's just like that in the wrestling business. You have so many people that smile in your face and say, hey, man, we want to help you. But then once they see you going up, they want to try to pull you down and, you know, throw dirt on your name. But, um, yeah, let's let's not talk about that. <laughs> right. 
All right, so one of our more serious questions uh, of the night. Um, recently, you made a bold statement on social media. You admitted that you enjoy pineapple on pizza. I don't necessarily have an issue with that. I'm I'm in the minority with three count where I, I swear off using ketchup on hot dogs, but we wanted to give you the chance here to, to clear the air and admit to any other food preferences that you might have that would go against the norm. Honestly, I'm the type of person, like, I'm a weird I eat like I'm pregnant, honestly. <laughs> like, I mix things, and I've been doing it ever since I was little. I'm the type of person that, like, I'll try something, and, you know, if I like it, I'll keep eating it. If I don't, then, hey, at least I tried it. Like, um, one day I was, you know, just playing around in the kitchen in eighth grade. And I was like, hey, I want to try to make some barbecue sauce. And, like, it actually turned up being good. So now, I like, to this day, like, I still have people, they come up and they buy the sauce that I make for me. You know, my family, every time, you know, oh, wow. they cook out, they want me to make my sauce. And all of that was just because, you know, just playing around with stuff. So it's like, so this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to get at. You never know what you'll like unless you try it. You never know what you'll be successful at unless you take that first step. But going back to this pineapple stuff, yeah, I love pineapple. <laughs> and I love pizza. So it's like if I like pineapples and I like pizza, then why wouldn't I be able to eat pineapples and pizza together? You've got a point. Fair. And your opinion like on using ketchup on a hot dog? I always use, like, on my hot dogs, I use ketchup, barbecue sauce, cheese, you know, my sauce. You know, I'm the type of person I really can't eat too much of anything, you know, especially, like, meat without something red or brown on it, if that makes <laughs> sense. Sure. Yeah, Matt Matt has some weird uh, issue with, with ketchup. I don't know if he, like... The ketchup abducted one of his pets at a younger age or something, but uh, he has he has an issue with ketchup and thinks it's normal for people not to like ketchup. But uh, I'm okay with pineapple on pizza myself. I mean, a Hawaiian pizza every once in a while is never a bad thing. Um, I mean, I prefer ham on a pizza. I'm a big guy. I like I like my meats, but uh, yeah, no problem with pineapple on pizza either. So uh, I'm glad we're 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 knocking out the hard hitting questions here at Three Count Thursday. Now, you know what's really going to, you know, you know, burst your bubbles and everybody who's listening, like hopefully there's no kids listening right now. But it's funny that people say, oh, I don't eat pizza with pineapples on it. But you can go down on a girl. Come on now. <laughs> again, again, uh, he's, got, he's got a really good point there. Um, that takes us right into our next question. Um, it's a smooth segue here. Um, what do you what do you what do you see the future holding for Mr. Grimm? Um, let's let's kind of sit sit down, maybe take a look at what your one year plan and what's five years look like. Five years out for Mr. Grimm today. Five years. I mean, you know, I'm hoping that you know I'll either be signed somewhere, but I have. This is how I'm looking at this. Like, I, I got started late, you know, and I'm already, like, 28. 
like this year I'll be 29, so I'll be 34 in like five years. Like I'm not trying to, like I love wrestling, but I would say at a at a certain age, I'm just gonna have to, you know, probably just give it up. Like I don't want to, but I'm a big family man. Okay, good. And you know, I spend a lot of my weekends away from my kids. And, like, sometimes, like, they come with me, sometimes they don't. But I don't think it's fair for them to be, you know, especially if they don't necessarily want to go. Like, some, like my, my oldest kid and my daughter, my oldest daughter, like, they love coming to my shows, but sometimes they don't want to. You know, sometimes, like, it just, like, the travel is just too much for them. And I, I don't think it's fair for them to have to, you know, meet or drag them because of my commitment. Sure. Like, it's taken away from their time with me. It's taken away from, you know, times that they can be spending that Chuck E. Cheese outside. So I would say in about, you know, five years, if I'm not, you know, signed somewhere or, you know, maybe like a top name in the business, then I'll probably give it up to help my kids pursue their dreams. You know, I will be willing to just say, hey, I had a good run. Now it's time for me to help my kids, you know, enjoy and pursue their dreams like I did. Awesome. So one year from now, I'm hoping, um, you know, I'm really, well, I haven't really told anybody this yet, but I'll tell you all. Y'all will be the first. (laughs) But um, I just talked to Danny Cage like a couple of, um, you know, like a couple of days ago. And, you know, I inquired about training there. So I'm actually going to start training at the Monster Factory soon. Awesome. So, you know, one year from now, who's to say where I'll be, you know, especially if I'm very successful, you know, with Danny Cage. Because Danny Cage, you know, he has a lot of resources. His school is, you know, one of the best in the country, Mm -hmm. you know, in my opinion. Like, look at everywhere. Like, look at all the – all the places that, you know, his, you know, his students are going. Mm-hmm. Like, his students are doing big things, and, you know, I'm looking at that, and I want to be a part of that, honestly. Like, I feel, you know, when it came to training, that I was kind of, like, cheated a little bit. Like, nothing, you know, not shitting on my trainer or anything like that, but it was the company. You know, the company sure. was very selfish. They were just money-hungry. So I didn't really get the training that I should have gotten. So now, you know, I'm going to go train with um, Danny Cage in the Monster Factory and, you know, become ten times better than what I am right now. Yeah, that's definitely uh, huge, huge news. Uh, congratulations on that. We've had Danny Cage on our show before. Um, and just a wealth of knowledge uh, he really is. And we can always tell because um, we've had multiple uh, guests from the Monster Factory on our show. Um, just, I mean, just from the way they present themselves, even um, at a show. I mean, we work. I, I work commentary at a couple shows um, through, through different, you know, uh, companies. These guys, just their backstage presence um, and everything about them, just the training that you get from the Monster Factory and from Danny Cage, and that level of commitment that you're getting from him. Um, 
I mean, speaks volumes not only in the ring, but, but with the way they present themselves, their social media game. I mean, Danny has them step everything up. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm great to hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to hear that. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what, what Danny Cage's kind of fingers um, can, can do with you as well because the guy, is, uh, he definitely knows what he's doing. If, if anybody needs more information that is listening, that, that's interested in anything with the Monster Factory, just drop us, a, uh, drop us a line. We can hook you up with Danny. But, uh, you know, always a fun interview. We've loved having him on there. And, and good luck um, down there as well in, in New Jersey for that. I appreciate that, man. All right, so now for the uh, the most cliche interview question we have, um, <laughs> we ask everyone this dream match. You know who who would your dream opponent be? You can pick anyone current. You can pick some past superstars. You can pick a venue if you want. Any stipulations? You know if you if you want to do a body bag match. You know what would the dream match for Mister Grim be? Uh, I can only choose one. <laughs> ah. I mean, we've. I, I think it was Casey Spinelli chose pretty much every every female wrestler that is currently wrestling. So uh, we won't set a limit on that for you. All right, because I have a couple like right off the top of my head. Because I've been wanting matches with these people like for the longest, and and I'm hoping that it happens. Like definitely, like a person that I get compared to a lot, um, Keith Lee, like. Mm-hmm. Mr. Grimm versus Keith Lee, like, that is a dream match that I've been wanting, and, you know, I hope that, um, you know, somebody can book it. Definitely, um, you know, me versus Jeff Cobb. Like, Jeff Cobb is another person that, you know, I watch a lot of his work, and, you know, I really admire his work. Um, I would say three, Shane Strickland. You know, he's been like a mentor to me. You know, he's helped, like, he helps me out a lot. Like, he's even sent, like, some of my stuff, um, some of my content down to promoters in Florida. So, you know, any chance that he gets to help, he always does. And I would say last, oh, dang, so many people. But I would have to say, you know, Ricochet. Nice. Heck, yeah. All right, so, so then before we let you... Uh, out there listening, if any promoters are listening, wink, wink, you have my list, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then before we let you go, uh, take a chance, you know, the, the floor is kind of yours, so any upcoming events that, that we we can check you out at, um, plug your social media, anything else we might have, we're kind of letting you have it at this point. All right, appreciate that. All right, so this Sunday coming up, I am at, um, I'm doing a show for Wrestlers Lab. They're doing a joint show with, um, what is it, Live Pros, and that's run by Sully Banger. That'll be in um, Providence, Rhode Island, and that's this Sunday. Um, next weekend, well, not next weekend, I'm not really booked before the 8th and the 9th, but I have a... Um, you know, a debut coming up for a company I've been trying to get with for the longest. But uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of the Excite. But I'll be... That, um, um, I think I have New heard York. of Excite, yeah. 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 So I'll be making my Excite debut on September 15th. 
Then, of course, Legacy on the 16th of September. And on the 17th of September, I'll be uh, making my return to Fight Fight Pro, and that's in Maryland. September 22nd, I'll be, I got voted into a six-man scramble at Limitless Wrestling. Um, yeah, that's a really big show. Jack Swagger, Joey Ryan will be there. Um, the 23rd of September is UCW. That'll be in um, Virginia. September 30th, I forgot what the company was called, um, but I'll be making my Florida debut with Nala Rose. Nice. So I'll just put those out there. You know, that's my September date. And once again, you know, y'all can go on Google search, type in the hitman for hire, Mr. Grimm with one M, in the search bar, and all of my stuff will pop up. And, you know, that's how you can keep up with me. That's the easiest way, you know, that you can find my content. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Um, you know, great interview. We look forward to seeing your number one contender match at Legacy. We'll, we'll be sure to stop by your table at the show, say what's up to you. And uh, if you're in the Lancaster area on September 16th, Make sure you're there for that as well. So, again, thanks, Mr. Grimm, for joining us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, man. I really do. We'll see you on the 16th. All right. And, folks, if, if, if you don't even have to be in the central Pennsylvania or the Lancaster area, the central Pennsylvania region, really anywhere in Pennsylvania, make the trip out here to Lancaster it's going to be at the um, the Lanco Field House here in uh, East Petersburg, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, tickets are on sale; they are going quick. Make sure you uh, you get them as much as you po- as quick as you can. Uh, we have our the poster and the ticket links available for the show at threecountsthursday.com. Still, it's going to be my goal is to get Big Jim to at least lay down and get into the body bag. I think that's going to be uh, my goal for that show. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I know Jim's crazy claustrophobic, but um, that's that's what I want to see happen. I I think we could probably make that happen, right? I mean, he's not on the show. We can we can maybe just like tell him or tell Adam that like he agreed to it. Yeah, Jim would never know. We would just, I mean, again, he's he's too busy. I don't know what he was doing. Again, I think it's a fantasy football draft. Um, but that must be more important than, than old three-count Thursday. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that, uh, that Grimm's probably not happy he wasn't part of the interview. Um, it, it won't be hard to uh, – I mean, it'd be hard to pick him up in a body bag, but I don't think it'd be super hard to, uh, to get Grimm to, to co-sign with this as well. Yeah, I, I'd say that's a fair assessment. So, so uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. Jim's, Jim's made his uh, – made his bed or his uh, body bag and he can lay in it. Agreed. Glad we're on the green. Agreed. So, so, so it is agreed. Um, Matt, let's not talk about Raw or SmackDown because honestly, both of those shows sucked this week. Um, I watched Raw. I watched SmackDown. I don't remember anything from SmackDown other than remembering, wow, this show really is falling short of Raw. And, and rarely can I say that I feel like Raw handily beat SmackDown Live, 
this week I feel like I can easily say that. Um, we were talking right before we went on air, and uh, and you had brought up the John Cena and the Roman's Reigns program, um, uh, promo as something that, that you'd want to at least talk about that you, you caught. Um, what's your takeaway from that Cena-Reigns promo? Yeah, that was really the only thing I caught from um, both shows because I didn't watch either of them. I just got the uh, the highlights on YouTube. Uh, but it, it did stand out as the best promo we've seen out of Reigns in a while. You know, you and I were saying on, before sure. we started recording that it was his best one since he just came out, was booed mercilessly for 10 minutes, said, this is my yard now, and dropped the mic. Um, Post, so, post-mania. Right. And, right. I mean, it was – I don't think anyone ever expected Reigns to kind of keep up with Cena on the mic because there's not many in WWE that can. I, I would say that Miz can, I'd say, in a pinch – Rollins probably can, and I would say Owens can, but outside of them, um, you know, you're not going to get many wrestlers, at least, that are going to go toe-to-toe with Cena on the mic and at least Agreed. put on a solid show. So I think going in with those low expectations and knowing what I know about Reigns' promo skills to begin with, I was pleasantly surprised with the end result. Matt, I can... I can agree with that for the most part. I thought this was, uh, I thought the chemistry they had back and forth was really good. It kind of felt like they were allowed to, uh, to speak freely, which I doubt really happened. It was probably scripted that way. But um, even if it was scripted that way, kudos to whoever decided to, to go that route, kind of break the fourth wall a little bit, um, kind of peel back at the curtain a little bit, um, and, and, and see kind of some of the workings, if you will, of, of behind the scenes with, with John Cena's kind of, uh, digs at Roman Reigns and things like that. So uh, really, really a good promo. Um, outside of that, I mean, Raw-wise, I think Elias Sampson's still picking up steam as one of the more hated gimmicks. Uh, I love what they're doing with him. I, I, I like it. I think it's it's really good. Um, outside of that, there's not a ton more about Raw and SmackDown that I want to talk about. Um but, but while we're talking, uh, and we're not going to go over the whole show, um, you had said that you didn't catch it um, this week. Is this something that you feel that it's, it's becoming harder, Matt, for you to watch Raw and SmackDown? Uh, are your interests, like, shifting? Because, uh, I, I mean, I, I struggle sometimes myself. Like, this was not a good SmackDown Live. And I'm sitting, I'm like, God, I'm committing five hours every Monday, every Tuesday to the WWE. Um, and I see people, like, jumping ship and I'm not I'm not saying that you're you're jumping ship but is it is it what's what's WWE missing right now that it's not capturing your attention the way it used to I think the main part of it at this point is just there's so much storyline and not enough wrestling um and I've kind of noticed it since the three of us have kind of been going to more and more indie shows that you know, you want to see that in-ring stuff. And they sure. certainly do have the best talent there is. There's no question about it. It's just we see them kind of get lost in the stories. You know, we see more talented people get pushed down because they don't have the look. And I think it, at that point, 
and where I'm at now, you know, what I'm seeing on the indie scene versus what I'm seeing in WWE is just I'm not seeing enough of the wrestling to keep my interest. You know, pay-per-views, okay. I'll still watch every pay-per-view because it's more wrestling than storyline-based, but to dedicate the five hours a week is just becoming a little harder. I do still watch Raw, I'd say more okay. so than I do SmackDown, and that wasn't the case a couple months ago, but I think Raw has slowly started to creep back as the number one show for me. All right. Um, and, and I mean, this Raw, like I said, it was it was better. We started the Raw off, I thought, hot with, with the... Uh, the the rumble style match the over the top rope uh, to to crown the intercontinental number one contender which was a surprise in Jeff Hardy so so when they can shake things up like that I appreciate that because I kind of went in there figuring it was going to be you know the big show or your Finn Balor or something like that so to see Jeff Hardy get the nod there uh, I think the WWE has to continue doing this and has to continue like you guys have a really really deep roster and a really great um, you know set of wrestlers on each brand. That, that, you know, your Jinder Mahal being the champion is, is a great surprise. Now, is he due for a really super long run? That's that's to be determined. But um, hopefully not. Having that, well, yeah, I don't think he's drawing very well. And then the the, the shows I don't think are, are super exciting. I don't know if that's directly to blame with him. But I think his spot as the number one guy on, on SmackDown Live um, is an indicator that maybe – you know, it's time for a change, at least at the number one position. I'm glad they didn't give him a, a one-month run with it, but uh, that's kind of becoming stale now to me as well. Uh, but yeah, seeing somebody like Jeff Hardy out. get the opportunity, that's that's exciting to, to me that, that they need to keep doing things like that on Raw to, to make Raw, um, in my opinion, be the better show like they did this week. Right, and uh, I did see... I mean, I, I think I saw that Alexa won the women's title back. Um, Correct. We're just going to keep hot potatoing that back and forth, I guess. Yeah, that's that's not what they should be doing with the title. Um, so while I'm not necessarily a fan of gender with the belt, I do like that they are at least giving him a run with it um, longer than the one Bray Wyatt had, unfortunately. So I just, right. I just don't know. Um. Right, yeah, that's 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 really all the Raw and SmackDown that, that I had to talk about. Matt, I don't know if you have anything. I don't know if we have any callers. Uh, we did put the number out. I know we're recording. We're not going live right now. So um, anything you'd want to add to this week in the WWE, meaning Raw and SmackDown? We do have a caller. It looks like um, we have one James Neese on the line. Oh, Big Jim's on the line. How long, how long has he been on the line? He wasn't hearing us plot with Mr. Grimm, was he? No, I think he no. missed that part. Okay, good, 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 good. Jim, if you heard that, um, heard. there's no plotting going on with, with us and Mr. Grimm and a body bag or anything like that. Wait, hold on. Wait. Uh, uh, body, wait, hold on. Am I, in, am I in trouble come legacy? No, I, no, 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 no. Nothing. I thought, wait, but the the deal, you can't just, I can't just be put in a body bag. Like, the, the, we have to get 
the ratings and reviews on the iTunes, right? Like that's still the that's still the that's still the rule. Yeah, that's what we talked about last week. No, but wait, wait. Now this week though, like like this, nothing's changed, right? I don't know. Were you part of the interview process with Mister Grimm today? Um, I I was not. Um, I feel like but... he is upset about that, and not necessarily Matt or Ryan from Three Count Thursday. I think that's a Mister Grimm decision. Um. Oh. Uh. Uh, we we went to bat for you. We were like, hey, Jim's really a hard worker, and, you know, we had this thing come up last minute, and, we, you know, we've all taken time off of the show, and he's like, well, you'll have to listen, Jim. He wasn't happy about it. Oh, uh, that's, that's some of the worst news I've gotten this week, quite frankly. <laughs> so, and and you, you just get bad news after bad news this week, from what I'm understanding. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's, uh. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. It really is. Maybe we can no. talk him down. Maybe we can let him know that you won't willingly go in a body bag unless we get some ratings and reviews on the oh, iTunes. Because, right? Because me versus Mister Grimm, like, is is like I'm really going to be able to fight him off. Really? Um, okay. Here's the deal. Mister Grimm's big and powerful, but I don't think he's going to hoist your ass up for that spinning tombstone pile driver. Like oh, okay, I'm I'm not. I think Jim, you might part, be his. Good. Look, I'm. I and I, I mean, Mr. Grimm is is absolutely a phenomenal talent uh, that could absolutely 100% do that though. So I want him to be aware and to know that uh, in no way, shape, or form am I being, um, uh, you know, insulting to him or his ability because he is he is on fire right now. He is one of the best. I mean, he was a little upset when when Ryan and I took the call, and he was like, "Well, where's where's the host? I don't want to just talk to the the co-hosts. <laughs> I thought the host would be here as well." And so oh, we did our um, best. All right, I'm just gonna have to listen to this, and and um, I think but, yeah. I think I think you'll be safe. I think you'll be all right, um, unless, like I said, we get we get the ratings interviews on the iTunes. Uh, give us give us a, a good rating out there. Um, what, we, do, we, we said, do like to have said, fun uh, with Jim. We said we said fifty, right, for me to go in the body bag. Fifteen, one five, correct? Uh, five zero, I thought it was. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's hard to hear. I must have a bad connection. Damn it! Oh, Damn it! Not, and it's, apparently, it's the real deal. Like we talked to him. This is like the OSHA-approved real deal body bag. Like he bought from like a mortician shop. Like, this is not like a Halloween prop that he's using. Like, this is the real deal body bag. Great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's super good news. That is, that is great news. news. But, Jim, yeah. apparently your your spidey senses were tingling um, because we were talking about Raw and SmackDown, right. and, and you, uh, your spidey senses Smackdown must have been like, I have to call in. <laughs> When um when I when it's I great. into the call, I, I heard uh, you were talking about the the rains, and I caught the tail end of that. That's about where I got into. Really, the call. that's that's all we really planned to talk about. I thought the shows weren't great this week. I said the Matt Hardy thing was was an, or I'm sorry, the Jeff Hardy thing was a nice surprise for the Intercontinental Number One Contender Royal uh, Battle Royal. Uh, and really the, the Cena Reigns promo were the two things that stuck out really to us. Um, I thought SmackDown was not very good. Uh, we had the return of 
the uh, the fashion files. Outside of that, I didn't care for SmackDown at all. Is there anything you'd like to add to that um, uh, directly about Raw or SmackDown? I mean, honestly, this week I, I didn't I didn't watch a lot of them. Uh, this week has been absolutely crazy, um, and because I I, I wasn't actually planning on, on being a part of the show this week, as, as I sure. announced last week. Um, so I kind of caught both of them in, in the, like, fast-forward, you know, grab a segment here, this and that, kind of uh, after the fact, seeing what people were talking about. And, and right. um, I, I love the Reigns-Cena segment. And I, I thought there was a moment where, and it was about the point where Cena um, – you know, kind of made fun of Reigns for like forgetting his lines or whatever. That that segment changed, for or at least the perception of changed from scripted to a little bit more uh, unscripted, improvised, what have you. And and if that if that was actually the whole thing was planned, it was executed brilliantly. I I, I loved what they did. Um, it, it, I'll be interested to see how the how the match ends up playing out. Sure. Uh, I'm I'm excited about Jeff, the Jeff Hardy thing. I mean, it's intriguing to to now see, you know, what the the Hardys could potentially do, uh, uh, not in the tag team format, uh, and to maybe see if you know Matt and Jeff will get a little bit more creative here with with some things, maybe uh, in, in the spirit of things that we we hoped to have to be coming could be coming. Um, yeah, SmackDown. I, I honestly didn't even get a chance to catch any of SmackDown. You didn't miss anything. Uh, that, that's what I've it, heard, it, except for what the Fashion Files are back for season two. Right, season two for the Fashion Files. Like I thought they were kind of re-debuting maybe in the ring, but uh, they, they re-debuted as season two of the Fashion Files, which uh, excited me because I thought we were going to get them just back in the ring. But uh, I love that they're going season two with that. And then Shelton Benjamin debuted um, against the Ascension. It was uh, Benjamin and Gable against the Ascension in a match that just you knew what was going to happen. So, uh, other than that, I thought I thought SmackDown just absolutely sucked. Yeah, I heard it wasn't good this week, so uh, I might fast forward to the. Um, I might. Should you have my permission to, to not even watch? Oh, thing, yeah, nice. watch the Fashion Files. You'll like that. Um, now that we talked about Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy, real quick. Today's his birthday. Jeff Hardy turns 40 today. So uh, any sort of title run or anything like that, um, I think they, they need to start really thinking about that because a guy that's kind of abused his body, um, and not about talking like uh, drugs or anything, but like just the matches that he put well, himself through. I mean, yeah, that takes a toll. I wasn't, I wasn't going that route. I meant the matches. But uh, a 40-year-old Jeff Hardy is definitely not a spring chicken anymore. Um, as Jim sure. would let us know, that's the wrong side of 30. Oh, absolutely. Um, I just have a couple more things that I want to talk about. But before we go anywhere else, I want to let you guys know you have to go check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. It's CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use code 3COUNT. It's the number three, the word COUNT. 3COUNT at checkout. It's going to save you 10% off of your purchase, three count. Uh, I actually just picked up the iconic vintage tee that they sell there. It kind of looks like the old Pro Wrestling Illustrated logo with the nice. uh, collar and elbow in there. It's on a red shirt. Uh, they have eight shirts to currently choose from in their summer collection. Uh, 
they're going to be rolling out a collection every season. So the summer collection is probably going to be coming to an end soon. If you're looking to pick up a shirt that's in that collection, do it today. Use code 3COUNT at checkout. It's going to save you 10% off. Um, and then it lets them know that you've heard about collarandelbowbrand.com through us. So use 3COUNT at the checkout. It's saving you 10% off. It's a great tee. It's probably one of the softest tees I've ever worn. Um, you'll see me around wearing it at any of these shows uh, very, very soon. Also, guys, in terms of uh, in terms of saving money uh, when you're buying wrestling gear, pay attention to our website, recountthursday.com. Uh, hopefully, real soon, uh, we have the, we do have the collar and elbow brand tab with a link to the store there. Uh, but there, there's probably going to be something else added there real soon um, that uh, that we should all enjoy as well. And Jim, that is from uh, that is that's at the website threecountthursday.com. At the threecountthursday.com, yes. Awesome. And while you're there, if you want to pick up a Three Count Thursday shirt and show your appreciation to us, shows that you're a fan, we always appreciate that. Obviously, it's a way that we can make a little bit of money. Um, check out our shirts over at watermaneuver.net. Uh, that's watermaneuver.net. Uh, we have a link there as well. They carry the Three Count Thursday. It's the uh, the three C F and T shirt that we currently have out. Um, and who knows, maybe uh, if we sell a shirt or two, we can pop up another uh, pop up another design or something like that. We've got some uh, we've got some ideas cooking up with with a few people of uh, a new uh, a new three count Thursday design. So uh, maybe move a couple shirts over there, uh, help us out. We'll launch a new shirt, and uh, yeah, it's over at watermaneuver.net. And again, all those things you can find at threecountthursday.com. Matt, I know you wanted to talk about this, so uh, I'm going to give you the range for the show for a little bit, um, and you can kind of lead us to our next discussion. Um, is this the McGregor thing? Oh, whatever you want to do, I can do the I can do the the, the Mayweather McGregor oh. thing if you want. Okay, I'll let you take that one. So the other the big piece of news um, this weekend was the sexy star, and. Rosemary incident down in was it Triple A Mania? Is that what the name of the event was? Yeah, Triple Mania from Triple A. Triple yep. Mania, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm assuming both of you saw the video at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of negative reaction. Um, I saw that Sexy Star finally did release a statement at this point. I haven't really read it yet, but um, everything I've seen coming out of Rosemary's camp um, from the support of all the other wrestlers, a lot of GFW, and then WWE people, it was just that this needs to be the end of sexy start in the wrestling industry. And I can't really say I disagree. Um, I did read Vampiro's statement that he put on Facebook where he was just kind of avoiding the issue to the best of his ability, uh, which I thought was rather poor on his part. Um, so, I don't know. Um, you know, wrestling is a dangerous sport, and they are trusting each other, and when someone breaks that trust, I think that, that has to spell the end of their career, at least in major promotions, and I don't know that any indie worker should necessarily feel safe either when someone goes into business for themselves. Yeah, but that's a really, really good call. And, and honestly, I have uh, zero 
care or zero want to read what Sexy Star actually has to say about, about what she did. Um, so I will probably never read her response because, quite frankly, I just don't care what she has to say. Um, there's, there's no space in pro wrestling for what happened there that, uh, you know, going into business for yourself is, I don't even think that's a safe way of saying what happened. Like she went out with, with an intent to injure and it's absolutely disgusting. Um, there's, there's just no way around it. That puts, it puts people like Vampiro, like you said, in, in an awkward situation where now he has to comment on something. I'm sure he doesn't want to have to comment on, uh, it puts people like Rosemary in, in danger, like you guys are trusting each other with your bodies. Uh, it's just, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Like I said, there's no way around it. Um, and kudos to the wrestlers that went out and, uh, and made commentary about this, that, you know, this is not acceptable. I'm not going to tolerate it. I know Cody Rhodes um, had a pretty damning tweet about it. I'm trying to locate that something along the lines of he'll make sure that Sexy Star is not in the locker room um, that he's ever going to be sharing. So, uh, you know, good for him for taking that stance. I know Joey Ryan, a few other people, uh, I think Wrestle Circus uh, I put, say, put a uh, comment out as well. Drew McIntyre as well. I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, that was kind of the other thing, like cool scene that even though this is a, a rival promotion like these wrestlers are still taking the stand and that at the end of the day that's what's most important um i did see that wrestlecade canceled the booking they had with sexy star to appear at their uh event good so that is no longer um and the thing with vampiro and like i read his statement it was just like you know i can't speak on behalf of a company this is my personal page um, so I'm not going to make a statement on behalf of AAA because it's not my place. And it's like, I don't think that's what anyone's asking for, dude. Like, you saw what happened, and you've supported Sexy Star for so long, and I get it, she's a friend, but at, at some point you have to at least point out that she did something fucked up. Right, no, you got a point because there's definitely a... Uh... Uh, he went. He went for bat, or went to bat for her for for quite some time. So that uh, Matt, that makes sense. I get I get where you're coming with that. Um, I just again, you put him in a spot where he has to like make a comment, and I'm sure that it's something that he didn't want to have to do. Uh, I did find some of the tweets. Joey Ryan says, uh, whether it's dick flips or submissions, we constantly put our health in each other's hands. If you violate that trust. You're not one of us. Uh, Cody Rhodes tweeted, Sexy Star will never set foot in one of my locker rooms. I hope others follow suit. Uh, Wrestle Circus said that we've kept our mouths shut when Sexy Star was unprofessional in our ring, and now that they regret that, there is no place in our business for her. Um, Rachel Evans tweeted that she's so disgusted by Sexy Star. She used to just be a joke in pro wrestling, but she's upgraded herself to a plague get out of our ring, hashtag buy. And um, probably the, my favorite one that I saw was from Joey Janela, um, and that is at Janela Baby. He says, I legitimately light Sexy Star on fire. So uh, he's looking to, uh, to, to light her on fire to take care of the situation. So a little bit of humor there with the last one. But I think 
the same theme resonates with everybody, that there's just no room for this bullshit. And uh, I don't think she's going to get a pass on this. Um, I, I don't know what indie company would feel comfortable booking her right now. I'm sure there are some people out there that would do it, but uh, it'd be hard for me to want to go and like, hey, let's go see Sexy Star wrestle, um, where maybe there was a want to see earlier uh, before this weekend. There definitely isn't now. I mean, here's the thing, like, it, and, and I mean, plain and simple, like, you know, just kind of echoing what you guys are saying, it, it, there's no place for it. If you want to be a, a shoot fighter, then go join MMA, go join MMA, go be a boxer, go, you know, go do some sort of professional fighting like that. Sure. Yes. You know, pro wrestling is dangerous and this and that, but when, when it, when you can't trust the person that you're with and you know, you're intentionally making it more dangerous then you don't belong there. But here's the thing, like, let's, let's pretend there is a company that, you know, books her just, just to get the attention. Now put, put your, put yourself, I mean, and, and I mean, sexy star has been the Lucha underground champion. So man or woman, especially a, another woman, put yourself in, in another woman's shoes. If you are booked against, if you want, you come into your locker room and you know, they have you against sexy star. Are you going to go through with that match? Or are you going to say, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need this booking. Like, are you going to just uh, like, I mean, if I'm putting myself in that shoes and, and, you know, people could, you know, call me unprofessional, but I'm, I'm not taking that booking. I'm not taking that match. Right. Yeah. It's not worth point, the Jim. risk. Absolutely. Exactly. Like what, you know, if, if obviously, you know, that's, you know, that's something that you're, you know, you're putting your body on the line. Like, you know, I'm a, you know, this, this one company that was going to pay me, you know, X dollar amount, regardless of what it is, you know, for, for this for this one booking, if I can't do a show for the next two months, six months, a year, whatever, because, you know, I can't trust the person I'm in the ring with, you know, I'll pass on a whatever dollar amount booking it is tonight to be safe for the next whatever. It's one thing to get hurt in a match. It's another thing for you to be hurt and, and not be able to wrestle because the person that you're in the ring with is irresponsible and dangerous intentionally well said couldn't agree more with that jim yeah that's kind of where i was at with that yeah i just i just wanted to bring it up because it was such a talked about thing all weekend and you know it it seemed like it was just the whole wrestling universe so um Definitely no, something just, that we should touch about. Touch on. You know, before we would move on or anything, like, I know there are people out there and that I don't know if they're doing it for the just discussion or for the, uh, you know, just, just to throw a hypothetical out there. But, like, do you think there's any possibility, and I personally don't, but any possibility that this is a work just to, like, get people talking and get people focused. And then like, if down the road, those two are in the ring together again, it, it's going to get a, it's going to get, you know, extra buzz because of it. I personally don't, because I, I think this was just a, a, you know, sick situation that one person went into business to try and hurt somebody. Jim, I, I don't think it's a work. And again, did not, you know, try to, you know, ruin the quote realness of, of wrestling or anything like that. 
uh, I don't think you you work kind of the old you don't work the boys sort of thing. And when you have mm-hmm. people like Cody Rhodes and then and, and some of the higher caliber independent wrestling stars um, or even wrestlers that, that are signed to the Global Force or uh, Lucha Underground, WWE, anything like that, that that's making social commentary about the, uh, the this situation, I, it can't be at work. Uh, I, I, if it's a work, it got way, way over-exploded. And, and uh, I, I think Sexy Star and Rosemary would both catch hell from, from a lot of people if this ended up being a work. But I, I don't see it being that. I don't really think that that's, that's going to be the case. I think I think it's Sexy Star went into business for herself and, and took shit a little too far, that's all it was. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it, especially at this point, um, I think that that kind of thing is just one of those things that I don't think they would probably feel comfortable using as a work because they'd have to know that the reaction would be what it has been like, and it would impact sexy stars career at first. And then if it turned out was work, I think it would impact both of their careers too negatively for them to risk it. And, and that company too, like, yeah, right. I think right. you know how how many people are going to work for a company that you know does that because do people in the back know and, and so yeah I, I think this was there's zero there there's no way that this was this was this was a work I I just I, I refuse to even buy into any of these uh, ridiculous theories about oh this whole thing's a work I think if you believe it's a work I'm not, I'm not trying to insult anybody but um, you know, it, it, that's rough. Like it's, it, 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 this was, this was real, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, anything else about sexy star? We, we, I think we've talked about it, uh, yeah, a lot already. I hate to enough time on to, her at this point to yeah. give her any more time. Cause she quite frankly, doesn't, doesn't deserve it in my opinion. Um, just as as a sidebar here, uh, going into uh, into business for myself a little bit. Uh, last week, I was able to uh, to commentary call a match between uh, Lufisto and Holly Dead um, at Atomic Championship Wrestling and Rogue Women Warriors, um, and it was for the Shine Championship. The Shine belt was on the line. Uh, fantastic match when these downloads come available. Um, check it out. It's uh, excuse me, AtomicProWrestling.com. Check out the uh, the release of, of this of this match. It was a fantastic match. Probably one of the better women's matches I've seen in a long, long time. It's AtomicProWrestling.com. And uh, just, it's quite an honor to, to be able to call a match with, with the Shine Championship on the line. So uh, just kind of one of those kind of mark-out moments for me that I just had to, to get off my chest. Uh, while we're talking about Atomic and, and Rogue, um, they are bringing in Sienna, the Global Force Women's Champion. Sienna is returning to uh, Stevens Fire Hall. It's September the 9th uh, at 6.30 is, is bell time, 6.30. The uh, event is benefiting the Stevens Fire Hall Company and their firefighters. They're putting in a show, Here Comes Revenge. Highlighted, obviously, by Sienna Lufisto back in the house. She's taking on the striker, Stephanie Sinclair, in a women's tables match. So things definitely heating up there over in their rogue women warrior division. So uh, more to come on that, I'm sure, within the next week or so. But uh, 
definitely excited to see Sienna kind of coming back to the area. Um, I don't have a ton now, more. Is, uh, is, is, is Sienna still stealing Charlotte's gimmick? Or I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And uh, no, no, that's, a, that, that's, that's a cool, great though. question. That, 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 she's coming back, and and uh, the seminar too. Like it's, a, I think that's a, um, it's a great, uh, a great grab, and and a huge opportunity for, for the uh, wrestlers here in the area to, um, you know, to to take advantage. They should take full advantage of that uh, of that seminar. Absolutely, and and catch me. Did I say shine or shimmer? I don't remember what I said. I believe he said shine. 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 Okay, yeah, the shine championship is what it was. I just wanted to just make sure I didn't, yeah, I I didn't saying, confuse I the shine, two. Yeah. But, yeah, AtomicProWrestling.com is going to have more information about the seminar with uh, Sienna. Again, you're learning from the current reigning Global Force Impact Wrestling champion, Sienna. So uh, a great opportunity there. Again, more information at AtomicProWrestling.com for that. Um Tonight, speaking about Atomic or Global Force Wrestling, uh, P.D. Williams made his in-ring return to Impact this week. Or, I'm sorry, last week he made his return. This week he uh, had his first match, picked up a victory. Are you guys interested in some of the shakeups we're currently seeing with Impact Wrestling? Uh, I know the Jim Cornette thing was kind of out of the blue. Uh, He kind of fired uh, Bruce Pritchard. I'm assuming we'll see Pritchard coming back here shortly. Uh, so, long story short, the question is, are the shakeups that Impact Wrestling is doing and the global force kind of take over, is that intriguing enough for you to go out of your way and find a way to watch it if you don't have Pop TV? I don't have Pop TV. They do air that episode live on the Pop website um, that I can stream, um, but are they doing enough to reinterest you in the global force wrestling? For me, yes. Um, I, I do get it on demand. Um, so, I mean, obviously I don't watch it live on Thursdays because we have the show, but I do at least put in an effort to watch the X Division on Impact. Um, and I'm like, it's not like I'm only watching that, so I'll you know, dick around with stuff in the background while the show's on, but um, I make a point to sit and watch X Division. But some of the other storylines and things that they're doing on Impact or GFW or whatever they want to call themselves are at least piquing my interest at this point. Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, I've, I record it every week and, I, and I've actually watched the last couple Cornette showing up uh, when they had the live show, I think it was two weeks ago when we, when we were on the air, I'm seeing all these tweets pop up on my timeline of Jim Cornette, like face to face with Bruce Pritchard. And, uh, you know, he's got the global force title. And I was like, Whoa, you're giving me Cornette and Pritchard on the same show. Uh, now, to be honest, like, I mean, I love something to wrestle with. We've talked about it. And I don't know if you mentioned it earlier. Um, just, the, the devastation down in Houston. And I know Bruce Pritchard's been posting updates uh, because like, you know, the water is almost to, to his house where, where he is. And I think they even have a t-shirt on Bruce Pritchard that, that uh, Bruce Pritchard's website that uh, the proceeds go to the, to the flood victims and things. But um, 
what Bruce Pritchard was doing, like, wasn't enough, like, when it was still TNA, and I struggled to watch that every week, but I'm really liking what they're doing since they've, you know, taken the the, the Global Force brand, and the brand has changed, and storylines are changing, and, like, I'm excited to to watch this week's with Williams back. You know, that's where we, you know, for the first time I ever saw a Canadian destroyer, uh, you know, and um, from, from back when in TNA's golden years. Um, so, so I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by what they're doing. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really, it has piqued my interest in the, in the last couple of weeks. And, and hopefully, um, <clears throat> hopefully it'll do enough. And, and this is what I really hope for because, you know, we, we obviously, ha- you know, have fun and, and I mean, I mean, WWE loyalist, I always have been, and uh, I will always admittedly try and find the uh, the good in, in the bad. But, That's true. like, my ultimate hope out of this, and it's always been that way, whether it was TNA or Ring of Honor or whatever, that, that there would be a company that would um, at, at least have a have a large presence in, in the U.S. And if, you know, they, they, they get enough buzz and, and this really gets rolling, maybe they can get on a network that's in more homes and, and more easily findable than Pop TV is. Like, I have it on sure. TV, but I know there's a lot that don't. And then, and then the, you know, maybe this gets bigger. Like, that, that, that's my hope. And do I think they're ever going to truly compete with the WWE? Probably not. But at least become a, a you know, large-scale second option that I, that I think TNA was on their way to before, you know, they, they brought in some of the wrong people years ago. Sure. No, that's uh, – I, I agree with that. Hopefully Global Force does uh, – there's a lot. It's kind of confusing. I went to the Global Force website, um, which is still like the old Global Force when they were kind of doing the uh, the local tours and things like that. If you actually go to the Global Force website, globalforcewrestling.com, and click on the photos from the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania show, um, the entire album is from Three Count Thursday. So uh, that's still up there, which is kind of a cool little tidbit of, of information. And, again, thank you to Global Force for way, way back then um, – you know, partnering with us and, and, and giving us the opportunity to do that. Um, that's all I have really wrestling-wise. The only other thing I want to talk about is obviously there was a huge fight this weekend, Mayweather versus McGregor. Um, I put it out on the on the Twitter because obviously it's a big thing. I'm not a huge boxing fan, but I watched it. Uh, the, the, big, the big issue, I guess, was, was the fight stopped too soon. Put a little poll up there. Um, 43% of our listeners thought – the fight was stopped too early. 20% says the no, the uh, the fight was stopped at the right time. And 37% said McGregor was done either way, whether or not, uh, you know, the next couple hits would have would have put him down, knocked out, something like that. McGregor was done anyway. So if you add up um, the right time and McGregor was already done, 57%, 43% thinking that it was stopped too early do you guys watch the fight, and do you guys think it was stopped too early? I did watch the fight, and um, I don't think they should have called it when they called it, but it was clear that McGregor just was totally gassed. Um, that being said, you know, watching the whole fight, he wasn't playing a ton of defense regardless of what round it was. So if the refs decision to call it at that point was because he wasn't defending himself, then he should have called it in the first round because McGregor was on the attack the whole time. So 
you know, it, it wasn't going to end with a McGregor win, and I don't think that it would have come to the point where he would have been seriously injured, so I, I would have preferred to see them let it go the distance because that's what it was kind of looking like it was going to do. But, um, I mean, overall, I enjoyed the fight, um, and I wasn't, like, upset when they called it. I just didn't feel they did it at the right time. Okay. I saw, I want to say it was the last five or so rounds uh, via somebody's Instagram live. Uh, so I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pay for the fight. Um, I, I hadn't found anyone that, that, had, that had bought it that I jumped in and, and you know, threw a couple bucks their way. Um, I, I didn't necessarily even have much of an intention to watch it. I've never been a big boxing fan. Um, I, I find find it to be pretty boring, but uh, <laughs> this is probably the closest thing to like a real life um, Rocky Balboa fight. Because like I just kept thinking of like Rocky three when Rocky's screaming at Clover Lang like "Come on and hit me, you ain't so bad." Like, and I'm just seeing like McGregor just keep eating fists to the face, and his arms are just like out at the side. Like, come on. On. And I'm just, it's like, I, there's no way I'm watching this. Like, this this isn't a thing that's happening. Um, now, I, I see an angle, and it was, I, I, I can't remember who the celebrity was, but um, I think it was on Cheap Heat podcast this week. They were talking about the fight, and they, they mentioned that there was, like, a celebrity that was in the crowd and, and on the floor, and there was a video and from a different angle than, than you saw on the actual broadcast that McGregor looked real bad from, from this angle um, that when, when it was stopped, do I think it was stopped too early? I honestly don't know how I can answer that just because I, I don't watch, I I've rarely if ever watched even a round of boxing and I rarely will watch UFC, so I don't know where that line is usually. So, so I don't think I, I can give like a fair assessment of like was it called too early. But um, I will say this, and and I and I jokingly like posted that it, that like hinting that it was like a work or whatever, or that at least the length of it it was, but. I think that, and I know, like, you know, Mayweather said he's like definitely retired. And, I mean, when you see them embrace afterwards, like, I only imagine, like, they're just saying, like, guys, we just made so much money. Like, this was perfect. Like, I imagine, like, that's just what was said between the two of them after. But I, I think that the, the, the way it, it played out, it was perfect for the people that were invested and – it was entertaining. I will say it was entertaining and that if the price was right uh, for, for both of them, this isn't the, and I think I, I will say this. I think that it will be that this is not the last time we see these two guys fight in some form or fashion in a ring. Okay. Okay. It's, uh, I, I think we could see a rematch. I wouldn't be shocked with that. Uh, personally, I feel like uh, one more shot to the head, and, and we would have been talking knockout. I feel like Herb Dean um, would have stopped the fight if it was in the octagon, and uh, 
and McGregor wasn't covering up the way he wasn't in, in the boxing ring. Um, so I think it was stopped at the right time. Um, again, it's not the UFC. You, you can stop the fight. And, and I think the idea is to get both of these guys out without anybody seriously getting hurt. So they did that. Thought it was a really good uh, – I thought it was fun. I thought, I thought it lasted longer than I thought it was. Uh, and I think McGregor uh, was kind of pulled along through some of the rounds uh, from Mayweather. But Mayweather's made a career of kind of not getting hit. Uh, and, and playing very defensively. So I enjoyed the fight. I thought it was all right. Uh, and that's about the only thing we're ever going to talk about boxing on the show. Well, here's the thing, too. And, and I don't know if this is and, – and, Matt, I don't know if this, if how much you're into, like, UFC and, and, and boxing or anything, or, or, Ryan, if you've heard any of these numbers. But I don't know what this says to Mayweather versus McGregor or, like, boxing versus UFC – but I, I believe I heard the number was McGregor landed 111 punches. And, like, to me, Mayweather, like, you know, looked like he just, like, got out of a pool. Like, he looked like he wasn't even, like, hurt or dinged up in any way. Like, does that speak to just, you know, McGregor was out of his element? Obviously, you know, he's stepping into a boxing ring versus an octagon. But, like, did I read, did I hear that right? 111 punches landed? And, and I mean, Mayweather yeah, I just... I don't think a lot of those McGregor punches did any damage, though. That's kind of the thing. that They were, uh, you know, real soft kind of ticky-tack thrown punches. Uh, not a lot behind them. Uh, and I really do feel like when Mayweather wanted to, Mayweather could have put McGregor down at any time. Uh, I feel like it was dragged out um, to to give the fans their hundred dollars worth for the pay per view, uh, eighty nine dollars I guess or whatever. If you if you lost your HD throughout the the transmission, but uh, I feel like Mayweather was just kind of toying with McGregor uh, and 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 to to bring it out and, and run it out through ten rounds. Um, we're talking what maybe ten punches around on average. Uh, with punches not doing much damage, I don't think it was a huge deal that McGregor threw that many punches. I think uh, I just I don't know. I just I feel like Mayweather just kind of was in control of this match the entire or this is about the entire the entire night. Yeah, one hundred percent he was. So, I mean, I, I just think the numbers are a bit skewed, that's all. Uh, last thing I have sure. to talk about real quick, it doesn't even have to be very long, I guess, is just the, uh, the Mae Young Classic. Has anybody watched the Mae Young Classic yet? They've released four episodes to it. I wasn't sure how they were doing it, but they dropped four episodes of the Mae Young Classic. I've caught all four. Absolutely in love with the format. I think the matches have been great. Lots to talk about. I don't want to spoil anything for you or any of our listeners. If not, we're going to talk about it next week for sure. But have you guys at least caught any of the Mae Young Classic? I haven't yet. I'm going to do that this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've caught uh, I caught the first episode the other night. Um, I, I, I hope they catch up on uh, the rest of the, you know, the, the, the four that were released this week. Um, you know, I, I love the first episode. And, um, you know, based on 
what the matchups were in that one. Yeah, obviously not going to spoil anything here. Um, but based on the, 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 the matches that were on this for on the first episode, um, I was kind of surprised by, uh, I think, what there was four matches on. I think like two, like two of the results actually really surprised the hell out of me. So, um, you know, I, I had, I kind of kept myself, uh, spoiler free from the, from the tapings and, uh, as hard as that is. Um, and, and even this week, I, 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 I've been, you know, really busy at work and, uh, at home and everywhere and everything. So, um, I, I didn't get to spend a, a whole lot of time really seeing anything on Twitter. So I, I have still remained kind of spoiler free, which I, I think is pretty impressive to do in, uh, in 2017. All right. So let's, uh, let's agree to, to watch the four episodes. We'll talk about it next week on the show. Perfect. Yep. Super. Uh, currently don't have any guests scheduled. I know we have something in the works. Uh, again, don't feel super comfortable releasing anything yet, but we'll see. Uh, hang tight and we'll release that on any sort of uh, upcoming uh, social media, which, again, is always 3 Count Thursday, uh, facebook.com slash 3 Count Thursday. Twitter and Instagram is at 3 Count Thursday. That's all I have. Uh, Matt, do you have anything else we'd like to add to the show tonight? Big Jim, thanks for calling in as well. Anything you want to add? The uh, only thing that I would have to add is the woman of the week. Uh, this week we are featuring Zoe Lucas, wrestler out of the UK. Um, remember, liking the post is a vote towards Woman of the Year, and at the end of the year we will be making a donation to the charity of the winner's choosing. So if you find you really enjoy, um, go ahead and give them a like. And if you find someone that you want to know more about, give them a follow. Uh, that's kind of why we tag them in all the posts. You can follow their career, see if they're going to be around you, get to know more about the wrestlers that we are featuring on our Instagram. Uh, I don't necessarily really have anything to add. Just, um, you know, continue to, uh, for everybody to, number one, you know, find indie shows in your area. It's something that we we can't stress enough. Uh, If you don't know, uh, where there's an indie company near you, reach out to us. We'll do our best to try and track one down. But but we we love independent wrestling, um, and you know it's something that, that definitely we're passionate about. And, and make sure you check out our website, um, not only for shows that that we're either going to be at or that we endorse, but um, you know for the collar and elbow brand uh, partnership, uh, we're gonna you know should have something up. Uh, you know I, I would I would say probably within the next week. Uh, another uh, exciting uh, way, and it's 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 way to, to save you guys money on things that you're probably buying anyway. So, um, and make sure you visit that and everything we're doing, and rate and review the show. Um, you know, just continue to to you know support us, and and you know we can keep the more you support us, the better we can make this show. And we have a, some cool ideas that um, you know you help us. You know, we can get even better and uh, more different content out there. So absolutely just keep, just keep supporting at three count Thursday.com, all the links to shirts and Patreons and sponsorships and shows we're coming to and intern marks, uh, woman or uh, WCW, not, not woman of the week. That's the Instagram, but yeah, everything we're doing, just, just stay tuned in there to three count Thursday.com. Yeah. And honestly, this is something that I've never really thought uh, I'd be able to say, but, uh, 
it, it's no knock to get it. it just, it's just it's, it's crazy to me where Three Count Thursday has gone in the past couple of years. But uh, we really do have some of the greatest fans out there. We really do appreciate you tuning in each and every week, uh, downloading the podcast. Our numbers have been super strong. Um, you know, they did these with huge um, – we really appreciate everything you guys are doing. Next week, we're, re- we're returning back to the Facebook Live video. This week, we weren't able to do that with uh, with Jim initially out of out of the uh, out of the picture. Uh, again, able to join us late, Jim. Thank you for that. Uh, we just want to thank our home network, NGSC Sports. They're always great. We love everything we're doing there. Check us out on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all that stuff. Just search Three Count Thursday, folks. It is that easy. We're on all the podcast apps. But again, follow us on Twitter. Instagram, it's at 3CountThursday, Facebook.com slash 3CountThursday. Uh, Snapchat is I3CountThursday. We usually only do that when we're at shows live. Um, so so we, we, we do like to get some new content up on that. Uh, again, check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. It's CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use code 3Count at checkout to save yourself 10%. Check out, they have over eight shirts currently featured in their summer collection. Uh, the new collection should be dropping uh, – I'd assume relatively soon. Summer is kind of winding down, being the last day of August today. Again, use code 3COUNT at checkout. That saves you 10%. Check out whatamaneuver.net. Search for 3COUNT Thursday. You can find our shirts there. Uh, For Matt, Big Jim, Mr. Grimm, we thank you so much for joining us. Next week, again, we may have a guest. We may not. We definitely have Kellen and McMurphy joining us. We're going to be talking about uh, legacy wrestling then. That's all we've got. As Jim would say... Go for the pin. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you.